Well, good morning and welcome to K1. We are so glad to worship with you today. If you are new with us this morning, my name is Andrew. I'm the lead pastor here. Thank you for sharing in life together with us. Well, I'd like to welcome you back to the first week of our brand new sermon series called Reset Your Relationship. Reset Your Relationship. Uh, uh, say it with me. Reset Your Relationship. This sermon series is geared towards married couples, engaged couples, dating couples, uh, wish they were dating couples, <laughs> uh, teenagers who are going to be dating couples, uh, uh, children who are going to be dating in like 30 years, um, uh, whatever, whatever. But I know that there are more than a few of us who have gone through um, something uh, uh, devastating. A husband who or wife had just, just passed away, uh, a nasty divorce that has you swearing off men and women forever. Maybe you didn't get married at all, and you are the happiest person you know. <laughs> you think poor married couples, if they can only know what I know. <laughs> they only know what I know. Even though this sermon is not specifically directed at you, stay with me, because I think that you will find the principles here can be related to by any area of your life, your kids, your parents, your friends, your relative, anyone. And you might be able to speak truth into someone else's life by what you have learned. Okay, so stay with me. Let me begin by a show of hands. How many of you women grew up dreaming about the perfect wedding? All right, uh, uh, I uh, know there was more than that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, colors pecked out uh, when you were six, guest list finalized by the time you were eight, and uh, the man picked out by the time you were 12. All right? Uh, now, for you men, uh, how many of you <laughs> grew up dreaming about the perfect wedding? <laughs> colors picked out, guest list finalized, women selected. If that's you, uh, that's great, uh, and we rejoice with you. Uh, but you're in the wrong surface. <laughs> uh, I have help for you, but you're in the wrong surface. <laughs> the reality is that in the area of romantic love, we live in a world that is so confused. We teach our women that if they play their cards right, they will beat their one. Prince Charming, white picket fence, cute little dog, happily ever after. We teach our men that if they just hack this way, say these words, make uh, this much money, live in this kind of house, drive this kind of car, make this much money, they can uh, uh, get the women of their dreams. But for so many of us, happily ever after is not of the reality. The truth is that the state of marriages today are in complete disarray. Every 13 seconds, every 13 seconds, there is one divorce in America. Every 13 seconds. That means 277 divorces 
per hour, 6,646 divorces per day, uh, uh, 46,523 divorces per week, and 2,419,196 divorces per year. That is incredible. The uh, time you, uh, it takes uh, the, for a couple to recite their wedding vows, there are nine couples who call it quits. All in all, 50% of marriages, 50% of marriages in a, in a divorce or separation. Clearly, there, something is wrong with, uh, something is not working in our marriages in what other area of life uh, you, uh, you take such odds that are dramatically struck against us? Let's say that uh, Simone, Lucas, and Sophia were getting ready to go on a trip. And uh, uh, let's just say Hawaii. Beautiful trip. Beautiful trip. I can't go because, um, because um, I don't know uh, why I can't go, but I can't go. Uh, let's just say I uh, uh, a three-person trip, and Sophia uh, beat me in an arm wrestling match. I don't know, um, uh, but a beautiful trip. And the only thing about this trip is that the air- airplane only makes it half the time, half the time. The other half of the time, uh, 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 the other half of the time, all the people die in a devastating crash. So. Do you think that uh, I would let my uh, uh, wife and children go? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Uh, if it were a four-person trip and I can go, maybe I, uh, I would take my chances. But uh, not a three-person trip. Not a three-person trip. Let's say that, uh, uh, again, that I built a house, a beautiful house. I finished the house and take the money to see it. He, uh, she falls immediately in love with the house. He, she's loved everything about it. But <laughs> I tell her, there is just one thing uh, that you need to know about their house. Uh, to the, all the beautiful construction, I had to uh, sk- uh, skimp a little bit on the foundation. Uh, 50% of the time, it's great. No problem. But 50% of the time, it uh, falls into the heap of rubble. Uh, <laughs> do you think that, uh, that she would just be a little bit angry with you, uh, uh, with me? Absolutely, without a doubt. We are not willing to take these chances on the airplane tra- crash or an unsound house. But we are willing to take the chances when it comes to our marriage when it comes to our family. And I believe that the primary issue is that when we come to our failures in relationship, that we are seeking fulfillment in the right person rather than God. In the right person rather than God. We are seeking to find the one who can make our dreams come true rather than seeking God. In fact, if you're taking notes, write this down. It's our key thought for the series. The secret to a successful relationship is not finding the right one. 
The secret to a successful relationship is getting right with the one, the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me say it again. The secret to a successful relationship is not finding the right one. The secret to a successful relationship is getting right with the one. The problem is that in our world today, so often we get it backwards. We think to ourselves, if I can just find the one, then I would be fulfilled. The girl who can't go two weeks without a boyfriend because she feels inadequate unless someone loved her. The guy who uh, always uh, uh, got to be seen with the most popular ghoul in school. The married woman who feels a special connection with the one co-worker down the hall. The married, uh, uh, married man with a faithful wife and loving kids who grow, uh, throw it all away for the younger woman who makes them feel alive successful, powerful again. If I can just find the one, if I can just find the one, then my dreams will come true. But the Bible says that, yes, uh, yes, we need to find the one, but it's not the one that we're uh, thinking about. We need to find the one who has created us, loves us, desperately desire in a relationship with us and that we can build the foundation of our lives on him. In fact, if you're taking notes, write this down. It's our key verse for the series. Uh, It says this, unless the Lord builds the house, its builders labor in vain. (laughs) The less the Lord builds the house, uh, unless who? The Lord builds the house. Its builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord builds the house. Unless Jesus himself becomes the very center of what we do. Everything we are, we build in vain. So here's what we're going to do in this next series. Over the next five weeks, we are going to reset our relationship on the one, the Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. Most all of our issues can be traced back to one problem. We are building on the wrong foundation. We are building on the wrong foundation. We thought the one, uh, uh, finding the one would fix things, but it, dig, it didn't. Unless the Lord builds the house, its builders labor in vain. Uh, how we, uh, are we going to do it? Next week, week through other series, we are going to uh, uh, have a sermon entitled, Show Me the Money. (laughs) Show me the money. The number one thing that causes arguments between husband and wife is money. So we are going to uh, dig right in in, uh, to the topic of money. Week three, fight right. Fight right. Get at the old punching bag because we are going to fight but do it right. Fight right. Uh, week four, get desperate. Get desperate. Desperate for intimacy. Desperate for connection. Week five, pursue purity. Pursue purity. 
if you miss the rest of the weeks, don't miss that one. Pursue purity. And week six, don't give up. Whatever you do, don't quit. Don't give up. Don't ever, ever, ever give up. For the rest of our sermon series, uh, rest of the time today, we are going to be uh, talking about digging deep, pursuing God together, laying the foundation for a healthy relationship. Dig deep. How can we dig deep together? We will look at one principle now, and then we will uh, look at the rest of them over the next five weeks. But the one principle that trumps any other principle, the one that usually makes or breaks the marriage, is this. How often do you pray together? How often do you pray together? I truly believe that when it comes to our relationship, the biggest reason why you find so hard to dig deep together, to pray together, is that at any other uh, is that in this area of our life more than any other, Satan wants to uh, do anything possible to discourage us, to disarm us, to defeat us to make us keep from praying. Now, I, uh, I'm going to have Simone come up here, uh, and uh, I told you uh, she will be back. So, uh, uh, Simone, come up here, and we are going to do... Uh, <laughs> we are going to do a little bit of role play. Um, uh, so, uh, uh, ready? Yeah. Uh, um, uh, now, we're pastors for a reason, uh, our acting career, uh, career didn't take off, so um, uh, okay, have some mercy. Uh, have some murky, uh, mercy for us. Um, when we're dating, <laughs> it's easy uh, for us to focus on each other and not on God. It uh, goes like this: uh, What do you want to do tonight, baby? Oh, I don't care, honey. What do you want to do tonight? Uh, I don't care. What do you want to do tonight, honey? I, 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 don't, I don't really care, honey. What, what do you want to do? Uh, uh, I ask you first. Oh, well, I asked you second. Uh, uh, <laughs> movie, movie, dinner, both? Oh, you're so wonderful. Oh, you're so wonderful. Oh, you're so handsome. Uh, you're so beautiful. Oh, I could kiss you right now. I can kiss you all oh, night okay, long. Oh, <laughs> how was that? <laughs> uh, all right, we have one more. <laughs> uh, yeah, just bear with me. <laughs> uh, when we're married, it's. Di- uh, so easy to be distracted by other things and not focusing on God. It goes like this. Honey, what do you want to do tonight? I don't care what you did uh, tonight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's start again. <laughs> well, what do you want to do tonight? Huh? Uh, I don't care what you want to do tonight. I'm watching a game. So you don't care to go out? Uh, nope. Do you care if I go out with the girls? Uh, nope. 
you care if I go out on a date? Uh, nope. Do you care if I fall madly in love with somebody else and move to the Caribbean? Nope. Will, do you care if I borrow 20 bucks? Yes. Get, uh, get out my money. Uh, get my own money. No, I'm not getting my own money. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. Let's give him some money. A round of applause. The enemy was to do nothing else to keep us from praying together as a couple. And Satan has so many his trick up his sleeve. A man, a money and possessions or lack thereof. Sex or lack thereof. Emotional intimacy or lack thereof. Uh, for dating and engaged couples. Abstinence or lack thereof. Satan wants nothing else to, to, to drive a wedge between couples and convince them not to pray. Convince them not to pray. And it's working. It's working. Research suggests that less than 5% of couples pray together. 5% of couples. So, we need to have a plan against the enemy's schemes. As the Gospel of Matthew teaches us, for where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them also. For where two or three gather in my name. How many? Two or three gather in my name. There I am with them also. How perfect it is that when you and your husband or your wife come together to pray, you are fulfilling that command. It's no wonder Satan hates it so much. So uh, to frustrate the enemy's schemes, here's what we have to do. We have to come together daily to pray. We have to come together daily to pray. Now, I understand for some of you, uh, 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 you are thinking, uh, pray together daily. I, I, I don't know even where to start. If that's you, don't worry. Remember, 95% of couples don't pray together, so you're in good company. Uh, uh, company. But start with this, a 21-day prayer challenge. 21-day prayer challenge challenge. In the 21-day prayer challenge, you can start small, over breakfast, in the car, on the, uh, over the phone, before bed. That is, unless you aren't married, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> unless um, uh, uh, this, um, uh, you have to go to uh, bed in separate beds, in separate rooms, in separate houses, or, 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 uh, or uh, some of you guys, in separate countries, all right? <laughs> no funny stuff. But if you are married, in this, uh, this case, go right ahead. Uh, go right ahead. Um, uh, if your heart's in the right place, it will make you look that much more attractive to your husband and wife. And who knows? Uh, one night you pray together, uh, then next uh, uh, nine months later, out pops a baby. Uh, <laughs> Uh, stranger things had happened. Stranger things had happened. So you can start small. But in order to get you going, Pastor Simone, our prayer pastor, would be posting once a day 
uh, on to our first, uh, church's Facebook page, Kinky First Church of the Nazarene, our church's Facebook page, a prayer to get you started. One prayer a day for 21 days. Use it, don't use it, adapt it, whatever, but it would be there regardless. You can start small. Just do it. Just do it. A 21-day prayer challenge. And don't be upset if you miss a day. Just pick up right where you left off and keep going. It's hard to fight when you pray. It's hard to point out each other's faults when you pray. It's hard to commit adultery when you pray. It's hard to give in to temptation when you pray. It's hard to get of divorce when you pray. 21 days. That's it. 21 days. And see if it just uh, if does not change your, uh, 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 how you think about yourself, about your husband, about your wife, your significant others, even God himself. 21 days. Consider this. Of those who are, uh, uh, those who do pray, 99%, 99% will be made faithfully married to the spouse. 99%. But if you say, I can't not do that. It's too hard or it's too difficult or I got too much else going on. Then, then, uh, then to that I say, take the odds. <laughs> take the odds. Reachers tell us that if you do nothing, if you do nothing, you have a 50% chance of making it work. 50% chance. Taking colons, flip it, and hope it works out. But as the words of Joshua, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, as for me and my spouse, we will serve the Lord. The secret to a, a successful relationship is not finding the right one, but getting right with the one. Unless the Lord builds the house. Unless the Lord builds the house. It's builders labor in vain. Lord, come have your way. Come have your way. Teach us to pray. Teach us to pray. So many of you right now, you say, you know what, Andrew? I needed to hear this practical sermon. Maybe you would say, I'm part of the 5% who prays with their spouse every day. And the 21-day challenge is going to be a piece of cake. I rejoice with you. And I say, keep going. Keep going. But maybe you would say, I know I've got a kind of complacent with my prayer life. Especially when it comes to my husband or wife 
or your significant other? Maybe you say, I'm, I'm being honest, I've never been good at this. Maybe you would say, I was doing so good, but somewhere along the way, I got content. I got complacent. And I need the 21-day prayer challenge to pray with my boyfriend, my girlfriend, my fun say, my spouse every single day. Maybe you are single, but hoping to one day get married. Use the 21-day specifically for your husband or your wife that God's hand would guide and protect them. For your parents, uh, 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 that is a good way to pray. Uh, my mom prayed every single day for my wife. And look how good that turns out. <laughs> whatever you are in life, whatever you are in life, you would say the 21-day challenge is for me. I committed to 21 days of prayer with my wife with my husband, with my fiance, with my boyfriend, with my girlfriend, even a friend that means the world to me. I committed to 21 days of prayer with them. Over the phone, on the car, uh, 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 over breakfast, first thing in the morning, last thing at night, whatever. I am committed to 21 days of prayer with them. That's your commitment. That's your prayer I want you to stand up right now. Just stand up right now. Wherever you are, stand up right now. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? Jesus. Are so good to us. And Lord, I don't know uh, 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 what uh, uh, the congregation is going through, Father God. I don't know if uh, uh, they are the 5% that keeps going and uh, prays every single day. I don't know if, um, uh, uh, if they haven't done this at all, Father God. But I pray that this 21-day prayer challenge is for us, is for them. And I pray that it would uh, uh, blow the doors off this church, blow the doors off this church, and uh, I, uh, 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 get the uh, uh, couples together. Or uh, it, it's um, uh, not couples, Father God, uh, or fruit, uh, future couples, Father God. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for this indescribable gift. Thank you. We adore you. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, you may be seated. As we continue to pray together, let me tell you about the one who, and whom Jesus is the fulfillment in their relationship. The Bible says that God so love the world. <laughs> that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, you only uh, begotten son, that whoever believed in him should not perish but have eternal 
life. And uh, today, you realized there is someone, uh, there is a God who loves you so much. There is a God who loves you so much that it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what people say about you. It doesn't matter what an ex, uh, a husband or an ex-person, a wife or an ex-wife, a boyfriend or girlfriend or an ex-boyfriend or ex-girlfriend says about you. It doesn't matter what a father or mother or a sibling or child says about you. All that matters is that God says about you. And he says, you're perfect. You can come best as you are. God loved you. And this morning, God wants to welcome you home. And today, you're ready. <laughs> you're ready. You say, that's me. I'm tired of running. I'm tired of striving. I'm tired of what people say about me. That doesn't matter. All that matters is what God says about me. I need help. I need forgiveness. I need a Savior. And that's you this morning. Just lift up your hand high right now. Right now. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. <laughs> yes, Lord. I see that hands. <laughs> Thank you. Anyone else? Anyone else? Everyone here, if you would, all over the sanctuary, repeat after me, praying with your neighbors. Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sins. Make me new. Jesus, you died for I forgive, uh, uh, so I can be forgiven. You rose so I can be set free. Free, uh, fill me with your spirits for I can follow you. I'm never turning back. In Jesus' name, I pray. <laughs> Amen. Amen. K1, can you celebrate with me through life in the kingdom today?